What is happening? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday. Today is the 23rd. What is happening? How's your week so far? I uh, I actually realized, like an idiot, that I didn't even post yesterday's podcast. I uh, So I'll post it when I finish this one, kind of back-to-back. So I apologize about that if you were looking for yesterday's and it wasn't there. I, I went down early yesterday morning, like 7.15, 7.30, knocked it out in about half hour. Uh, I had to go get some blood work done yesterday, and then I went up to uh, to Blackhawk, this, this place in Colorado, played some blackjack. Uh, I'll actually talk about that on today's show, my little blackjack venture yesterday. But uh, yeah, sorry about not posting that podcast. I'll do that here uh, right after this one, and uh, hopefully that doesn't happen again. So either way, on today's show, it's Thursday. Gather around the campfire. Uncle Tyler's telling stories. And uh, today's show, we're going to talk about, uh, well, we're going to kind of go away from sports betting for a day. I'm going to talk a little bit about blackjack, some casino stuff. And uh, just some casino stories today. So every third is every uh, Thursday, story time Thursday. And uh, that's what we'll talk about on today's podcast. Remember, Thrive Fantasy. It's awesome for player props. I guarantee if you like betting player props, you're going to find something you love on Thrive Fantasy. There's different options, different games, and uh, it's just so much fun. And you can make a whole lot of money. So check them out. We have a deposit bonus. You can get a, a deposit match up to 100 bucks, 100% deposit match if you put in promo code SBD when you're signing up. That's SBD for Sports Betting Daily and uh, you're going to get a sign up bonus with that. So uh, it's big time if you put in 50 bucks, they'll match it and all of a sudden you'll have 100 in your account, same thing uh, all the way up to 100 bucks. So it's really fun. Thrive Fantasy promo code SBD. All right, so like I said yesterday, I went up to uh, Blackhawk in Colorado. It is one of the cities in in Colorado where they have a bunch of casinos and uh, went up there for a few hours yesterday, played a little blackjack, um, ended up winning a little bit, you know, was up, you know, a little up, a little down one of those days, but just kind of practicing counting cards and I know it sort of sounds ridiculous, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there who make livings counting cards. I'm by no means. Am I trying to do that? I'm certainly not that good yet, but it's, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of fun to practice, you know, from a distance, at least, you know, you get a feel for the table when you get a good situation, you know, you sit down, bet a little bit. Um, now let's be very clear about this whole counting cards thing. I don't gamble enough, or I, I don't sit down and play long enough for counting cards to usually work itself out in the math. And I don't, I wouldn't want to count cards here anyway, because it's easy, as we'll talk about here in a few minutes, it's easy to spot a card counter. I mean, they get banned now in minutes. I've seen video after video, I've heard story after story about people getting banned when they're not even winning counting cards just because they know that you're a card counter. And there's an easy way to tell that. But I I have no interest in doing that. I just wanted to go play a little blackjack yesterday. But this one pit boss, I'm pretty sure, thought I was trying to count cards. So the thing is, card counters do have an edge over the casino. That's why they're so so strict about that. That's why they have such a stick up their ass with everyone who comes and plays blackjack. They want to make sure no one's counting. Because the, 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 the idea is blackjack as a flat average edge or house edge 
the the casino has about a half of a percent edge in general in blackjack against you. But once you start going through the deck, the edge varies wildly in favor of the house and sometimes in favor of the player. When you get a lot of low cards dealt, a lot of twos, threes, fours, fives, sixes, that benefits the player. When you have a lot of tens and aces dealt, that benefits the house. And there are obviously tiers of that, you know, in between. So card counting, actually, what that does is if you can keep track of which cards have been dealt, you can keep track of when the edge is in your favor. Now, here's the tricky part. Most card counters do one thing. They bet the minimum every hand. So if you're if you're at a $10 table, they'll bet $10 every single hand. But then suddenly when the count goes in their favor and they have the edge, they'll bet as much as they can, as they should. You have to fluctuate your bet size if you're going to exploit your edge against the house. And it's very obvious to a pit boss when you play $10, $10, $10, $10, $10, and then $500. And then the next hand, you're back to 10. They're going to notice that very, very quickly. Not a lot of people do that. And that's really the only way to take advantage. Anyone in the world can count cards, and anyone in the world can can fluctuate bet size. It only it takes one though to fluctuate bet size when the count is 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 high and take advantage of your current edge against the house. And the pit boss won't often know what the count is because especially in places like Las Vegas, where you sometimes have like 10 blackjack tables in one area, but the people with the cameras up top do. And there's a lot more people up there than there are on the floor. And they're keeping track of the count. They're saying, hey, the count's really high. This guy's only increasing his bet size when the count's high. Let's go talk to him. So knowing all that, yesterday, I kept getting some shit from this one pit boss who would not leave me alone. He followed me to three different tables and would just start talking to the dealer at each table when I was there. And it's not like I was the only person gambling. There were plenty of people gambling. And it was like, I tried to make it obvious to him, like, dude, I'm flat betting. I'm betting 15 or 20 a hand. That's it. You know, because again, I don't want to get banned for, for card counting in Blackhawk. I like going to Blackhawk. It's right by where I live. It's fun to go up there. I don't want to suddenly just be limited to playing craps when I go up there. It's so I would never in a million years go count cards up there. That's stupid. That's like... Yeah, that's that's not good. I would never card count there. I would never card count in Vegas because I like playing blackjack in Vegas. And if it's so easy to identify card count or winning or losing, I don't want to do that. But here's how you do it. If you do want to exploit the casinos and count cards for a living, you've got to be very good at disguising your uh, bet fluctuation. Okay, so it can't just be 10 to 500. You've got to try and play quickly, even though that kind of goes against the idea of long-term sample size. But you've got to understand that you're going to have ups, you're going to have downs. You just have to do your best to get in, get out without being noticed. It's really all about, it's not about, that's the hardest thing in counting cards. It's not hard to learn how to count cards. And it's not hard to learn how to play blackjack. It is difficult to do it at real speed. That's kind of what I practice when I go up. But it's it's really not that tough to do in general. Anyone can do it. The hard thing is getting away with it, with the betting. Because you're going to get caught real quick. And again, th- they will ban you in a heartbeat for just fluctuating bet size. You don't, even have to, you don't even have to win those bets. You could lose those bets and they'll still ban you. So I was being followed table to table. I eventually got up, but you know, just, just some tips. You know, when, when you're sitting down, if you want to look like you're not counting cards, just don't fluctuate your bet size. And there's a few things that uh, the pit bosses look for with card counters. They look for people who stare at the cards 
They look for people whose eyes are kind of darting back and forth, making sure they know where everyone's doing, what everyone's doing, especially the pit boss. When you're looking at the pit boss, and then when they turn to you and you look away real quick, they're going to notice that, okay? So if you're always keeping tabs on someone, always keeping tabs, they're going to notice that. If you're count, if you're staring at the cards and, and, and it looks like you're counting the cards, they're going to notice that. If you seem nervous, they're going to notice that. If you look like a tourist, if you look like you don't know what they're doing, they're going to tend to ignore you. So those are things to remember when playing blackjack. I do have another little tip for blackjack, something that I came across yesterday. This may seem counterintuitive, but I guarantee you it's true. There have been studies done. This is, this is actually not difficult math, but a lot of people out there will get really angry at someone around them in blackjack for not playing optimal strategy, okay? If someone has a, a 14 and the dealer's showing a six, you should stay, okay? If, if you've got a 14, dealer's showing six, you should stay. Some people hit that though, okay? And if, if the person who hits that gets a 10 and busts, there will, there will likely be someone at the table who says, oh, great, they took a 10, you know? But- it's been proven pretty much, it has been proven that what happens around you at a blackjack table has no bearing on your hands over the long run. Sure, could someone take a five that would have given you a 21? Yeah, that could happen. Could someone take a 10 that would give you a 20? Yeah, that could happen. And it, I'm sure it has happened several times. But it'll happen just as often that the card they take from, from the, the deck will actually help you. Okay, so it'll it'll help you as much as it hurts you in the long run. So don't be one of those people who's trying to educate everyone on the best way to play, the best way to play. Look, it's best to play ideal. You're going to make more money that way. So clearly that's the best approach. But if someone around you doesn't know what they're doing, they hit when they're not supposed to, they stay when they're not supposed to, they don't double when they're supposed to, they, they're, they're splitting, you know. Even if someone splits tens, okay, that's not ideal, but that's not doing anything to your game in the long run. So remember that. It's tough to, to conceptualize that at the table, but it's very true. And I know it's tough to abide by this idea when you're drinking too, right? <laughs> That's the other thing to look for. If you're not drinking, they have a good idea to your probably trying to count. But either way, a uh, little blackjack story for today. Uh, hope you guys have some winners out there. Whatever you have going on today or tonight, go cash something. Go run your bank account up. And we'll talk to you tomorrow on Sports Betting Daily.